welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Have you ever spent a lot of time working on a first draft and then when it's all done, rather than feeling excited about your work, there's a feeling of emptiness or loneliness inside? Hi there, my name is Brian Collins and in this episode I want to talk about the loneliness of the creative process and how you can overcome it. And I'm also going to get into the difference between solitude and isolation, which is an important distinction for any type of writer. But before I get into it, I'll just give you a quick update about what I've been up to recently. So I have submitted my book, The Power of Creativity to ACX, and I'm working with a narrator on ACX who's going to turn this book into an audiobook. Now, I actually created my last book, The Art of Nonfiction, as an audiobook myself. But this time around, I've decided to hire someone else to narrate it. Why have I done this? Well, I actually found it was really time consuming and intensive to narrate a nonfiction book by myself. And I just simply didn't have time to narrate the book and also continue to work on freelance writing and the other projects that I'm working on. So in other words, I had to make a decision about where I best wanted to spend my time. So I decided to hire a narrator on ACX who's going to help me turn that book into an audiobook. And hopefully I'll be able to talk to you in a few episodes about what the results were like and give you some more information about the audiobook when it's ready for purchase. But before all that, let's get into this week's episode. Writing can be a lonely job. It demands spending extending periods by yourself, working on your articles, your stories and your books. And often you're doing this without getting feedback from other people, at least at first. If you look at the workspaces of many famous writers, you'll find them typing away in basements and coffee shops and in rooms at the top of their houses or even at the back of their apartments. The American poet Ray McCarver, for example, often wrote on a notepad in his car. So the big question is, how can you balance the time you need by yourself to create and to write and also the accompanying feelings of loneliness that could arise when you're working on your book or your articles? So first, let's talk about what creative people need. The American science fiction writer and professor Isaac Asimov once said, as creativity is concerned, isolation is required. The creative person is, in any case, continually working at it. His mind is shuffling his information at all times, even when he's not conscious of it. And then Isaac added, The presence of others can only inhibit this process, since creation is embarrassing. For every new good idea you have, there are a hundred, ten thousand foolish ones, which you naturally do not care to display. Isaac is right, but I think he was actually describing solitude rather than isolation. So what's the difference between solitude and isolation? Well, solitude refers to a quiet bubble where you're free to write or to create or work in your messy first drafts without judgment from other people. Isolation, on the other hand, describes cutting yourself off from other people for extended periods without caring for your mental health. You can create moments of solitude while you're around other people. For example, you could go to a coffee shop and write in a quiet corner. However, to isolate yourself is to lock yourself away without seeking any meaningful connections. The former supports the creative process, whereas the latter, that is isolation, hinders it. So how can you embrace solitude? Well, if you want to write and finish articles, stories and books, I recommend cultivating solitude for at least 30 minutes and ideally every day. You could rise early in the morning before your family, Or you could work late at night when your house or apartment is quiet. 
or you could go to the same place to work on your ideas until you can slip into a bubble of solitude more easily. Wherever you are or wherever you're creating this bubble, turn off all the notifications on your devices and close down distracting computer apps. If you're working on an early first draft, consider practicing outlining with pen and paper or index cards, or better yet, dictate it. Computers are better for self-editing later on during the creative process. I'd also say you should avoid company or software that intrudes on this bubble of solitude. You could even put on a pair of noise-canceling headphones and listen to instrumental music. And if you're struggling with loneliness or other dark emotions, why not journal about these feelings? Or better yet, if you're a creative writer, you could use them as fuel for your stories. So what happens when you embrace solitude? Well, many new writers feel guilty about cultivating solitude. In fact, I've received a number of emails from new writers who said that they get strange reactions from you know, their spouse or from other members of their family when they start spending so much time alone. In fact, why do you think so many authors dedicate their books to their families? So if you're feeling guilty or if this happens to you, I'd say become more aware of your personality type. So let me explain. A sales manager of a large team that I worked with several years ago once said to me, I hate working from home, Brian, and I don't know how you do it. I love coming into the office and talking through my plans with the team. It recharges me. This sales manager was a classic extrovert. However, many writers and creative people tend towards introversion. They recharge by themselves and feel drained after spending time in a large office or in noisy groups. So once you understand your personality type, you'll be better able to create moments of solitude to write and feel less guilty about it. In other words, know thyself. Now, how about forming connections with other writers and authors, and most importantly, your readers? Well, almost every writer creates for his or her readers, and that's a form of connection. So plan to show early drafts of your work to the people close to you or to members of a local writing group, or better yet, start a blog or share excerpts of your work on social media sites like Medium. You could also cultivate interests outside of writing and the creative process that demand spending time with other people. For example, I enjoy long distance running with members of a local athletics group. And I also go out of my way to attend CrossFit classes with other people because it prevents me from isolating myself for the day. You might not necessarily enjoy these sports, but perhaps you could pursue other interests in the company of people that you enjoy spending time with after you've produced your 500 or 1000 words for the day. So I sometimes get asked, what's your best moment of solitude? And I think about rising around 5 a.m., when I was working on a messy first draft of my book, The Power of Creativity. And I was listening to music recorded with a background of rainfall on repeat. And while I was listening to this music, I edged towards my target word count for today. And all the while I was doing this, I avoided self-editing. I just kept thinking, this'll do and I'll fix this later. And as I worked on this first draft, the rising sun began pouring through the small window at the desk where I was writing. And by the time my alarm sounded at 8am to get the kids up for school, I realised I'd written 3,000 words without giving in to my limiting belief that this first draft wasn't good enough. On that morning at least, I had written without fear or expectation. A while ago I took a course by the American comedian and screenwriter Steve Martin. And in it he said about practising stand-up comedy, Being alone on stage is the eagle's last stand. No one is more vulnerable than a stand-up comedian standing alone. A writer too is vulnerable if he or she spends too much time alone. So take care to cultivate connections with family, friends and readers. Look, in the end, solitude can be a wonderful thing. 
You can work on a single, a dozen, or even 100 foolish ideas before finding one that captures your imagination. And you're free to do all of this without judgment or expectation. And it's a privilege that many people actually can't enjoy. So the trick is to understand the difference between solitude and isolation. And when you're done, your readers are waiting. Now, if you're interested in learning more about how to arrange your day for creative work and then how to arrange it for spending more time in the company of other people, Daniel Pink has just published an excellent book called When. And in it, he gets into the various different types of personalities and how you can arrange your work style and even your creative process so that you're getting the best possible work at the best possible times. And it's really worth a read. And if you're also interested in learning more about your personality type, whether you're an introvert or whether you're an extrovert, I'd recommend reading the book Quiet by Susan Cain. And in this book, she talks about the different personality types that introverts possess. And she also talks about how you can engage with the other extroverts in your life. Both books are really worth a read. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.